Yeah, yeah. All right, we're rolling. Oh no, rolling with the homie. Oh uh, my gosh, don't do that. Gonna <laughs> 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 mm. rolling with the homie. Still going. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Pulling Threads. Hey! Season 2, season 2. Man guys, I haven't seen you since season 1. You've changed so much. Well, you saw us for the three remnants we did. Yeah. This is a joke. These are the jokes. (laughs) Yeah. I I think whether or not that was a joke is subjective, right? Any joke is. Any and every. Any joke. So, uh, season two of our podcast, Pulling Threads, and we are called Pulling Threads. What's the backstory there, Cliff? Why are we called Pulling Threads? Well, Pulling Threads was kind of a reoccurring concept that I know Nate brought up uh, a couple times. I I will say, after I came out, I knew that I had questions, like, concerning my faith, right? Because I was in a space of trying to reconcile now being out and open with my faith and it's kind of like you don't know which questions to ask because you don't know you know what i'm saying like that's the power of indoctrination right like you i felt there was something i wasn't sure what to ask where to find answers right i i just i knew that nate had struggled with his faith in the past and that he was at a different place for it so anyway i asked him if he had any um books or literature to read and they you you respond you were you were going to um suggest some bar airmen uh but before you did that you you said point blank like cliff once you start pulling on this thread it could unravel quickly and i remember just thinking you know what i can handle it and i think i even told i, I wish i could pull up the text but um this is where the narrator says he couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're here. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pulling through. Yeah. So when it came time for, you know, when we were discussing doing a, you know, a podcast where we talk about deconstruction journeys, that was just pulling threads just seemed to make sense to me. And it had been a reoccurring theme even before, you know, I asked that question. You had used that a, a, a few times. So. Yeah, and so Megan, if if someone's listening to this for the first time, what can they expect from our podcast? What do we do? Well, uh, our goal here is to have a safe space for people to share their journeys, their stories, our sweater that we've been given or kind of created since we were young is kind of this metaphor for our belief system. And then what happens when you start finding little threads or strings. And so we want people to be able to share what has happened in their life from pulling on those threads. And so far it's been really great to hear people's stories. Yeah. And for season two, we hope to bring you some more of those. We have, uh, we have some conversations we've had and um, we've got them ready to, ready to send to you every Sunday. Um, And, 
There were a lot of cliff connections in season one. I feel like season two has been a lot of Megan connections, and I feel unloved because none of my friends <laughs> would so say listen, yes and come talk. If you're one of Nate's friends that's been listening and you've been thinking about it, <laughs> if you're, now's if you're one the of time. The, if you're one of the six friends I have out there in the world. Uh, it's it's also been interesting just in when considering the metaphor of the sweater and, and pulling threads, just the different... Um, like. Some people don't realize that they have a certain thread until one day they look down and they see, oh, this thread's been here the whole time. Or mm-hmm. um, or some people, maybe they saw a little loose thread at one point. They played with it a little bit, but then left it alone, you know? Or, you know, like me, you, you, you see it and you start pulling it and it unravels quickly. So it's been interesting hearing different elements of those journeys. Yeah. No, I like... Everybody has kind of, or a lot of people have said what their sweater felt like, you know, before they started pulling threads. Some people said it was scratchy. You, Nathan, said yours was out of date. I think Mine Cliff, definitely was suffocating was, me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, st- yeah. I still haven't figured out mine yet, but maybe that's for season three. <laughs> <laughs> Defining Megan's sweater. Mm. A pulling threads podcast. Mm. All right, well, let's jump into today's conversation. This is with Stephanie, a uh, friend of Megan's. Um, she's funny. Uh, it was a good conversation. Really liked it. I think there's a lot people can connect to with, with her journey. She asked a lot of good questions, and it was a very enjoyable conversation. Mm-hmm. Any, anything else before we go to go to Stephanie? Enjoy. All right. Uh, <laughs> and welcome uh, back, everybody. Yeah, welcome yeah. back. Megan, who's our guest today? Today we have a very special guest, the one and only Stephanie. Uh, We went to college together and she is one of the funniest people I know Um, and just smart and authentic and we spent, yeah, our college, um, she's a few years older than me, so I got to jump into the group when I got to college, and they welcomed me in. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She was a leader in our college ministry, which I'm sure we'll talk about, <laughs> and just a swell gal. Welcome, Stephanie. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, welcome, yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie. Thanks for being here. I need Megan to follow me around and <laughs> talk me up. She's my hype woman. <laughs> I mean that sounds that sounds exactly like me. Smart, <laughs> funny, yeah. <laughs> humble. She put. She said humble. Yeah, I think, yeah. Modest. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she said it, not me. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I love Megan. I actually went on this podcast just to catch up with Megan. I want everybody. To know. <laughs> oh, this will be fun for Cliff and me then. Yeah, good, <laughs> good. No, I'm glad to be here. I I've been listening from the beginning, and I feel like. In every every single episode, I've really felt like I identified with something someone said. You know, this, the details may be a little different, but like the the feelings are the same. And mm. um, I think it's something I didn't know I needed, but to hear other people and go, "Oh, I'm not the only one," you know. So yeah, that's be been a reoccurring. We we've heard that before. That that and that's kind of. It meets our mission. So you mentioned your details are a little bit different, which is a wonderful segue. Now that we know a little bit about your 
connection and relationship with Megan. Can you tell us a little bit about your sweater that sure. you had before you started pulling on them? Okay. Well, um, I actually was not raised in church um, from a young age. And I mean, we went kind of sporadically, but nothing, nothing super um, strict or by any means a religious background. Uh, I actually went to church with, with friends starting in like high school and got really involved. And so from a sweater wearing perspective, I grew up in a really dysfunctional, chaotic home, uh, in an alcoholic home. And I think going to church, I was like, oh, I, I love all these rules. I love this organization, like organized, um, you tell me how to be, and I will regurgitate that to you. And I will be rewarded for that. And I definitely didn't realize that's what was happening, but I think I just gladly put the sweater on and the sweater was really good for a long time yeah. for me, uh, for that. So, um, kind of a different situation. I wasn't, it wasn't pushed on me in any way. In fact, I pushed it. I was wishing my family were more that way. Like I felt mm -hmm. like we're not good enough all these other people have it figured out. Please, please come do this thing, um, this church thing. And so your they, sweater made you feel a little better, safe, yeah, and cozy, yeah, and together for sure. And yeah. um, you know, I, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a rule. I can follow the rules like nobody's business. So I. That's what we it, have in common. It was I think. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real. It was a real source of goodness for me you know it's like you tell me what to do I will do it you will think I'm good I will feel some sort of self-worth you know here yeah. and so I didn't have any I really didn't have negative church experience through high school and college like I didn't have a weird issue where someone was odd or made me feel less than like I really thrived in that I can follow those rules <laughs> Can I ask you this? The the church that you attended, was it a church that um like that promoted a born again experience? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a Baptist church. Oh, okay. And and, and you had one? Yes. And I oh, had okay. one and it was no issue to me until I learned about Calvinism. And then of course, if you're from a dysfunctional, chaotic, alcoholic home and someone tells you some people are chosen and some aren't, you're of course gonna think you're not. So it was great until it was like, I don't know, am I? I don't know. You know, like I'm someone who can't hear stuff like that or, or like, you know, read medical stuff on Google and not think that's me. So, uh, so that's where it started. A spiritual hypochondria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this was good until I had this option. Um, Which is no, interesting I, I, because I feel like you, the personality type could have been like, oh, some people are chosen. Okay good I, I that's me i'm no i'm glad yeah. no it's me it's so good. was it for you was it because of my situation god would not have put me in this no, situation it if was been just chosen, or it was just at any given moment i'm gonna be the one going oh i'm i'm bad i'm so like self-doubt oh, okay. you know it was just yeah, yeah, yeah if there are things that are good and things that are bad what if i'm the bad one you know i'm like like if i'm shopping I, and I want to get my phone out. I'll be very obvious about it because I don't want anybody to think I'm shoplifting. I don't want, you know, if, if there's a cop, I'm immediately going, I'm probably speeding. 
You know, it's just like this natural, yeah, I don't default. know. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty <laughs> complex. It's your lens. Even though it's my lens. Even though I was like following the rules like hardcore. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's just nev- never enough. And again, one of the episodes you had where he said, you're already there. You know, it was like that thing. It was like, yeah, I'm never going to, I'm never going to feel like I'm already there, but it still mm-hmm. felt good to sort of thrive in that environment and be like, okay, rules. Now I didn't realize these were threads at the time. Um, but I'm someone who wants to really, really understand a thing and like pick it apart and get in in there and, and know it fully. And so I was already at that time going, okay, so a woman's unclean longer if she has a girl than if she has a boy. Like, what does that mean? And going to pastors and people and going, what, why is it like this? And they'd be like, well, uh, you know, that's the Old Testament. And, you know, it was to protect them from their husbands, you know, after having a baby. And, but I was like, okay, I get that. But why twice as long if it's a girl or if it's a boy? You know, it's like I wanted to fully, I wanted it all to make sense. And I wasn't doubting that it was real, I don't think. I think I was going, I'm sure it's real, so I've got to understand it. You know, like there's got to be an answer here that makes sense and no one's giving it to me and I can't think of one. Um, so I'm kind of, as, a, as much as I am a rule follower, I'm also like, I want to get in there and fully understand. And there were issues even in high school with that. Not, not that made me doubt anything. But just, I was like, nobody's paying attention. This seems odd. This is in here. We've talked a little about like personality on here too. And like the guys don't know, but you're a math major. And to me, that takes a, you know, like your brain, you want to figure things out. Yeah. And that kind of showed up, it seems like in that. English aspect. minor though, so I can ignore it True, for a while. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can paint a little fiction you can, narrative. You can feel things. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I can be manipulated by candles and dark lights. <laughs> and, some, and music. <laughs> so I really didn't feel bad there um, wearing my sweater. My sweater served a purpose. I think it actually, you know, for someone who had a lot of self-worth issues and, you know, wanting to people please and, easily influenced. I'm thankful for that time. Like I don't wish that I had been off exploring other things that could have potentially been more harmful or have lasting effects. I really had good friends there. I made good connection. I think it helped me grow as a person. Um, I don't look back and go, oh, except for on a few things that I did, like praying little shameful (laughs) things for people. (laughs) (laughs) trying to teach them and just being um, just always being like, is this okay? Is this okay? Can I do this? Should I do this? You know, and just Mm -hmm. never knowing what was okay for me. Um, But just asking someone else who I put in a position of authority, you know, to be like, is it okay if I do this? Right. Um, That's kind of a small, you know, that's just a regret of it could have potentially been there anyway, you know, as growing up. Now I do what I so want. You... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that okay to say? No. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah. You were kind of pulling threads when you were looking at those things that didn't quite make sense to you. Yeah. And like you said, it wasn't necessarily causing doubt in God, but it is. I mean, that that that's the beginning of, 
I think a deconstruction story is finding something within your belief system that seems off to you yeah. and you found that. It's like you were enjoying that sweater and the comfiness and the coziness, but mm-hmm. you were also looking at the tag. Yeah. What is the sweater made of? <laughs> yeah. the ta- I was feeling is the tag. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not very comfortable with, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a black and white thinker. So, and Nate, your, your episode, this identified with me, I identified with this, um, just kind of that cognitive dissonance. So I was always under the impression yeah, you told me the Bible's the inerrant word of God. I believe you. But if that's true, we got a lot to work out here. And there were people around me, all around me, who never had a problem with that. And I was like, yeah, but if it's the inerrant word, why is this in here? What, what is this? What's this purpose? Why is it in mm-hmm. here? It sounds weird. It sounds shady. And no one going to talk about this. Um, and again, it wasn't at the time going, maybe there's something wrong here. It was, I have to reconcile these. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't believe both things. And, and I'm, I'm still operating under the assumption of an errant word of God. So I'm going, how do I reconcile? How do I reconcile? And, uh, and then I just ignored it for a lot too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You do, you do kind of have to turn that off. Like yeah. If, if I'm going to stay in this faith, I'm just going to have to ignore these yeah. things and, and just blindly accept them. Yeah. And I'm the only one that I know that has a problem with, you know, I'm looking around and going, okay, then. And again, back to the whole self-worth thing, it's like, I'm in the wrong. You know, like mm. nobody why else. Why can't is, I just. Yeah. Why can't I be it? like these yeah. other people? Um, and so I was just kind of like, I'm going to hide that part of me. So you told us about your background a little bit. We've talked about how you weren't really pulling threads at the time, but the threads were kind of appearing. So when are you, when do you start recognizing the threads, I guess, you know, because I think as you're in it, sometimes you don't even know that's what you're doing. Yeah. So when do you, when do you move from tag inspection to, (laughs) I'm going to use Cliff's Cliff's phrase, that's a good one. When you move from tag inspection to pulling threads. To go, I don't like what this is made of. I'm going to pull threads. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it started slowly. Again, I don't think at the time I realized I was pulling threads. At the time, I would have thought, eh, I'm going to church less frequently. I'm less involved. I feel a little more different than kind of the in crowd almost. Um, this was out of college. I was out of college, and I just sort of started meeting people with different beliefs than my own. I became friends with or, or kind of was around a couple of different gay couples. And it kind of forced me to go, mm, well, I've said, and I think, you know, we've got the inerrant word of God here, but I'm really struggling with the fact that it pretty clearly, in my opinion, maybe people could interpret it differently, but kind of, I've, I've always heard that I shouldn't be okay with this. You know, how do I, how am I both? And so again, just kind of ignored it, but just slowly sort of felt a bit of a shift in where I felt comfortable with people, the people that I felt comfortable with. And it started being less and less churchy people. And, um, you know, I was getting exposed to people that were different than me. And my, my, um, my political beliefs, uh, from a, from a social standpoint, started becoming more and more liberal. And it started feeling weirder and weirder to hear that old conservative, um, you know, line about a lot of things. And 
I will say that from the, t even from when I was wearing my sweater, I've always had an appreciation for other cultures. I've wanted to meet people and just pick their brains about everything in their life. You know, I've always been pro global mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, never had an issue with that. Um, but I think as sort of the landscape, the political landscape sort of shifted, um, I started feeling more and more at odds with, with, um, the typical sweater wearers and, um, it kind of, and then also, but again, leading up to these pulling of threads, I was still thinking there's something wrong with me. Like, stop. You're not being good because you're having problems with this stuff. These, these threads that you're pulling are not okay. And, but I'm just getting exposed to people with different worldviews and, um, and feeling more like I identify with them, but, but not knowing how to reconcile that. Around this time, I first discovered like, hey, you might have some emotional health work to do here. Like you might have some issues from your upbringing and just, you know, self-esteem stuff and self-worth stuff. It's leading you to have some things to work through. You might have some baggage. I didn't realize I had any before. So as I sort of worked on my own emotional health and, and started rooting out like self-worth issues and boundaries and learning about these things that healthy people do. It sort of naturally, I started noticing a lot of unhealthiness in the church world. Like I started noticing like, oh, that's really, that's codependence right there. What's being promoted or, you know, when people would, um, when people would pass away and everyone would be like, isn't that great that they're with God? Like there's just no room for grief, which is a very natural, necessary, appropriate emotion, you know, or you can't have a problem with what these people are doing. That means you're the troublemaker and things can't be talked about and people can't have questions and people can't think different things or have different beliefs um, about these things or interpret these differently. I mean, you can, I'm sure if you went into any church, they'd be like, yeah, you can. We welcome yeah. those. But you would not be like allowed to be in leadership or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you'd be sort of shunned a little bit. Yeah. Like even though it's not in. Yeah. It's not published or anything, but that's kind of the culture. Mm -hmm. And um, so I started sort of recognizing unhealthy things as I got a little healthier. And I also... Mm. And that's not to say that I think everybody in church is unhealthy. I think it's just certain practices. I was like, mm, I actually think that's not good. And I was starting to trust my own intuition. Whereas before I was like, just tell me the rules. I will follow them. I want you to, I want you to think I'm good. Uh, now I'm starting to go, I don't think that's good. And I am feeling more of my own ground, my own footing here to be able to sort of call that. I think where I started a bigger shift and where I knew I was pulling a thread and where I was okay with it was the time around the time with the border crisis and immigrants being put in, in jail and, and kept there and kids being kept there. I was, it was so appalling to me. And that's why I mentioned the kind of the global mindset. I've never had a problem with however anyone wants to come here. I don't feel, I don't feel this like, pro-America thing. I mean, I feel, I feel it. I'm not, um, I don't hate America. I just don't feel like we're better in any way. Um, and I never felt like that was really 
should be a Christian belief. Like it felt odd to me to kind of have, see this like sort of Americanized church thing or a nationalistic Christianity. And that's where I started. I I saw someone post something like their parents shouldn't have committed a crime. And it was so flippant about these kids being put in jail. And it was someone who was one of those pedestal people who I kind of put in a place of authority spiritually um, up until that point. And I think at that moment, I, I decided to go, oh, this is all kind of arbitrary. Like I sort of in my mind thought, well, this stuff is sacred and I can't question it. And who am I to question it? I'm bad if I question it. I think at that point I was like, oh, this isn't changing. These people are not, they're just choosing this and they've already got, they've got all these other things that are crappy. They're not becoming any better with this. It's not special because I thought it was a really gross sentiment. And, and it started to be where most of the people that I had always sort of ascribed to be more like them, like they don't question things and they're not pulling threads. And I was starting to notice, you know what? Like, you don't have to win their approval. You, you're, you can decide for yourself that you don't like that, that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think as I got healthier internally, I started to sort of on my own authority be like, mm, I don't think so. I don't, I don't like this. Um, so that's kind of where I turned a corner. I think on, on, Hey, I'm pulling these threads and I don't want to be associated with this whatever, whatever implications that is, which are scary. (laughs) Those are scary implications when you've grown up thinking this is it and you're going to be in trouble if you don't believe this. That makes me think about people's mindset and being okay with and being able to change their minds. You know, I feel like that's kind of a frowned upon a lot of times yeah in our society but yeah for those of us who have it's it's um I think it's a very freeing way to live because you don't have to feel held down by certain people's views or previous beliefs like to just be open to it's actually okay to change your mind and it's yeah somewhat healthy if you're realizing that certain mindsets were not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's growth. It's a growth. Yeah. Growth. And you mentioned that on yours. I'm totally nerding out by referencing all the old podcasts. Is that, I love it. is that taboo? Yeah. Um, but you mentioned that where you're like, I don't want to have the same faith that I had at 16. Um, yeah. It doesn't, it's not bad to, to, to sort of the sweat for the sweater to not fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it feels like you're being bad. For a yeah. while. Like, and maybe it's that unhealthy fear that is put into some of those religious experiences that maybe cause us for a while to not want to change or not want to think about things because it's like you said, it's scary. Or question things. Yeah. Well, and you feel like, like even just doing this podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, is someone going to hear this and be mad at me? You know, are they going to, you know, it's just like this fear of be, you know, individually saying, I don't think this is for me. Like, I don't think I I don't, this isn't feeling right internally. Of course, when you're, when you grow up with that sweater and you're a good rule following girl, you know, that that's sounding a little new agey for you to go, "Mm, what's for me. And you feel (laughs) like you're not, you can't say that you can't, you're not allowed to say that, but I kind of, I'm kind of going, 
I'm feeling like saying that, you know. It's like one step away from breaking out your crystals and trying <laughs> to manifest things. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, when I said I prayed for the episode, that's what I meant. I was like, <laughs> 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 now I'm just going to offend everybody, all sides. <laughs> Burn no, it all down. Megan and I were saying uh, yesterday, I don't know if we're allowed to say this. Yeah. Feel free to cut it out. But um, <laughs> we were like, it's interesting that Enneagram is holy, astrology bad. Astrology is satanic. Enneagram is good and holy and from God. And they're the same. Yeah. Now, you don't put your birthday in stuff. to find the Enneagram, but you um, yeah. you get, like, I mean, they get really specific. Like, this is what the Enneagram wants to drink for their coffee, you know, based on your Enneagram type. That's kind of what astrology does. Leo's like caramel macchiato. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm kind of like, eh. You're being a little mystical too over there. <laughs> the church. I think you you the arbitrary that's the word, right? Yeah. Yeah. It really felt like I was like these blinders were off where it was like I'd kind of been like, "Oh, I'm being I can't. This is special and and it's right. It's true. Um and there's something wrong with me that I'm not fully going over there." And then and then it was just like people are just going to say what they're going to do what they want. And they have decided. It's all man-made, yeah, right? It's yeah, all, it's, it it's felt all man-made. really man-made. It's all human perspective, human lens. Yeah. That humans teach other humans. Yeah. Flawed humans teach. Isn't that what we learned? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That we're flawed. And. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think, and, and without it kind of, and it's sort of, you know, whether I'm saying every bit of it's man-made or, or what, but basically what I'm saying is what I can see as the church today, like it's, it's arbitrary. Like it's some, a group of people are like, I like this thing. I'm going to do this thing. And I can go with some freedom and not guilt. Mm, I don't like that thing. You know, that's not for me. So as you began experiencing yourself getting healthier, which caused you to start saying some of the unhealthy practices within the church, um, how did that impact just like your personal relationship with either the church or with God, with your faith? Well, I think I was definitely, it was a pendulum for sure, where I went through a period of time where I was like, I don't want to talk about anything. I I don't know what this is about. I don't want to think about what it means and what the implications mm-hmm. are if this isn't real. Um, that terrifies me uh, because there was like, you know, you got that swagger when you're like, I know what's going to happen later and I'm in the in crowd, you know, like it, (laughs) it feels good. And so when you're like, holy crap, what if none of that's true? Um, (laughs) Then it's, I I just tried to not think about it and just kind of the pendulum was like here. I didn't like anybody that I could, I had a real, I still have a low tolerance for that, like church speak um, kind of lingo. So there's still some negativity that I'm feeling. Um, I think at some point though, I was like, you know, we're, we're people I think are spiritual beings. Um, so I'm missing out on sort of that aspect. Um, so what, what is here between the two ends of the pendulum? Um, and what does that look like? What does it mean? And, um, I know Becky's going to be on here later. Um, (laughs) but we, we've, we've, uh, you know, it's cool because we started pulling threads in a, at a similar time. And um, she's always been more comfortable with the gray 
than I have. So I'm like, well, if that's not true, if all of that's not true, or if any of that's not true, then I have to reject it all. Mm -hmm. So what is true? I need to know what happened, what will happen. I've got to know. And she's like, you're never going to know. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable (laughs) with that. And I'm not okay with that. So I'm going to figure, I'm going to solve this problem. You know, that's like my. um, And I think Becky might talk about that um when we oh she said she says she's she might say the same y'all should ask her about it yeah i think she talked about you feeling comfortable in the black and white but she feels comfortable in the gray yeah i think that's what she's going to say i can't predict the future but that might be what she's (laughs) going to say um yeah so it feels weird to go oh i just get to decide you know, and that feels like it feels wrong. You know, I grew up hearing that was wrong. And now I've questioned the people that were telling me it was wrong. And now I'm going, it's, it's, I get to decide, like I get to choose, I get to, I have some, you know, authority in my own life. And, and, um, I got, I go to a a program called adult children of alcoholics, ACA. It's kind of like 12, it's got 12 steps like AA would, but, um, we get, we got to reap the benefits of the A. Um, but you know, it talks about like a God who of your, of your choose, like, a, a, a doing things in relation to God as you understand God. Um, so they, 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 they preface a lot with that as you understand God, they, they use the term higher power. Again, all those things would have felt super weird and woo woo and crystally, uh, yeah. you know, pre pre sweater, pulling uh, now I'm starting to go but yeah it really it is like what you do de- what you need what you depend on you know what what will help you what will guide you sort of and I think I'm going is it is it really okay to create your own sweater um, and you know I'm getting comfortable with the idea of like a higher power being love again I can tell what you might, what people might judge me on. Cause I would have judged me on this too. Uh, but I'm kind of going, it's okay to not know. Um, it's okay to just know what you know, when you know it and to change, like Megan said, you know, it's okay that I don't know everything right now and that this may be very different next week. Um, but what, what can I feel? What can I truly feel at peace about, you know, believing and and pursuing and and things like that and is it okay that it's there's no church for it uh yeah i mean you know okay this will make you believe in god (laughs) Um, (laughs) i went i went on vacation a couple of weeks ago and i don't know if y'all read the poet hafiz the sufi poet i don't know if that's how you say his name but um I was in a random cute little bookstore and there was the, there were these cards with quotes from him. And I showed my niece who was on the trip with me and I was like, I like him. I need to read more of him. Anyway, she's looking on a shelf and she's like this guy. And there was this book. And so we just started thumbing through it. And the first or second thing I turned to was called, it was a poem called the God who only knows four words. Every child has known God, not the God of names, not the God of don'ts, not the God who ever does anything weird but the God who only knows four words and keeps repeating them saying, come dance with me, come dance. I just, I felt like it just was like meant for me to read that. And, um, and that's kind of where I'm sort of, that's where I'm at. Uh, basically is just like, I have no idea. I know I don't identify in any way with this thing over here that I always wore, 
Uh, but I like the idea of just something out there that's relational, you know, and maybe that's Christian mysticism, as Megan said in her podcast, <laughs> I'll nerd out again and reference another podcast. But yeah, so that's, I don't have a good answer for where I am. And I knew that I yeah. knew that y'all were going to ask and I tried to, I tried to button it up in the last few weeks and figure it out. But uh, alas, I don't know. That's <laughs> so thing, here I am. Right? I think yeah. it's very common. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's common if you give yourself the freedom to think it. I think yeah. it's when you're scared of that, you're like, no, I'm good. I'm, I've got mm -hmm. it all figured out. Yeah. Um, well, and we've talked before about growing up with those sweaters, you needed to have an answer for questions. So yeah. you'd well, be able to yeah. identify yourself and your belief systems. Well, and this is funny. I should have brought this up earlier. Um, but one area of unhealthiness that I see that I don't like um, is sort of like a group think, you know, and I, and I told Megan, you know, when I went to college, we were still not drinking in the church and everybody said the same few things. They said, well, the water was bad then. So you needed to drink wine because, because, <laughs> you know, how do you reconcile with wine yeah. being mentioned? Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, the water was not, not clean. So they needed to drink wine to be set, you know, safe. And the wine was weak. It was probably closer to the content <laughs> yeah, of water. Yeah. And it's like, who, who found that? Like who figured that out and decided that's what we're going to say. Yeah. But then, then there was a shift out of college where it was okay to drink. And so those things are no longer true. And it was just like, everybody sort of decided together. Oh, now we're, now we're cool with it. And, um, at the time I didn't think it was weird. I was the one saying the wine thing, you know, when I didn't want to drink, when I wanted to have a drink, I was like, yeah, this is no big deal. Um, but it was, it was just odd how it sort of all, sh everybody shifted together. And before that point, any guy that was like having like one beer, he was kind of, he was fringe. He wasn't, uh, he was a little shady character. Now it's totally fine. Everybody yeah. drinks even in, you know, down here in the Bible belt. And I think that's, to me indicative of just like what's okay tell me the rules yeah and i know for myself i'm not saying everybody in church is emotionally healthy when i talk about getting healthier kind of making me walk away a little bit it's more that i know what brought me there was from a, a place of like make me feel okay about myself make me feel worthy i don't feel good enough for the people around me you're saying that i will be and and that feels really good. And I think as I started doing that from like a going to therapy, participating in a program that was kind of like therapy, um, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm starting to get these things already and noticing that I'm at odds with other people who are there. So disclaimer, I don't think all people in church are emotionally unhealthy. <laughs> don't splice that up for ratings. <laughs> Wait till you hear reality TV. <laughs> You just take off, I don't think. <laughs> it's just like, people in charge are unhealthy. No. Oh, there I'm we just, go. There we yeah. got it. <laughs> you got your sound bite. No, I just know my own journey was these people are better than me, and I'm going to let them tell me what's true, and I'm not going to question it too much. Now I'm going, ah, we're all, we've all got our issues. I'm not, you know, they're not better than me. I can decide that I don't like that, and that's okay. 
But you know, Cliff, something in your episode that I really identified with. Oh, you, good, because I was wondering. You keep. I didn't you know, bring up your episode. Back to all okay, these other I want to say I cried through your episode, walking through the neighborhood, and I felt like, oh, I love you. Um, but oh, that's good. Thank you. You know, you mentioned something when you knew you were closeted that you it made you outwardly sort of aspire to be like the super Christian, like you didn't want anybody looking too closely. Right. And yeah. I, I identified with that, not in a, not in the way of closeted, but just of not feeling good enough. And I was like, I don't want anybody to look too closely at me. I'm not good. And so I'm going to, I'm going to be the best freaking, you know, I'm going to adhere to all the rules and, you know, be miss in there when the doors are open. But all of that was driven by my own. I picked that up. I, it wasn't, um, I mean, and you did too, but it wasn't right. i didn't grow up in that i chose it and it felt good to sort of not not be the broken doll you know thing it's just like i i keep going back to you talking about groupthink right and just that has just been a long lasting legacy i would say of the christian church it, you know dating all the way back to the medieval times right and, of course, we saw it here in America. It's just like you, women didn't get the right to open their own line of credit, like single women, until yeah. the 1970s. Like, the legal... You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and before that, the freedom to vote, and before that, not being able to have custody of their children if they divorced from their husband. You know? And then that's just dealing with women. You got other oppressive groups. It's just always this... This and they're always mockingly assigned a name by the group that is insistent on holding the status quo where it is. Yeah. So, like in the 1800s, they were called and mockingly called enlightened Christians. Today, they're called progressive Christians, mm -hmm. or I guess in some new age Christians, or yeah. you know, something like that. It's this ever, and I just think that the main thing is just this void of information and historical, just knowledge of it's like everything gets swept under the rug. And if people had a better, just little tiny things, then it might open them just a little bit quicker to like, oh, maybe everything that I've been told by another human being is not necessarily right. Yeah, and and even and you know, it's odd. It's like it's seen as argumentative. Instead of being like, that's really healthy to do, to like think things through and ask about them and be curious, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's good. And, and Megan, you shared a quote from Adam Grant that was talking about questioning and how that's, it's a very good thing um, to uh, promote. And I was, I was thinking like, what is it about the Christian church that you've, you're seen as sort of argumentative or bad if you question. And I don't think it, I don't think it's that the people that don't like you questioning, they think that maybe you're right in this and everything's wrong and they're scared of that. I think it's more that they didn't question or they, they haven't gone through the curiosity part of it and they're, they don't have the answers, you know, like they don't, I think when you're afraid of questions, it's that you haven't, gone through the questioning phase yourself. I think someone mm -hmm. who questions and thinks it through and goes, this is so good. This is so good for me would welcome that. You know, I think it's the 
when people take offense and stuff, it's like they don't know. And they're going to kind of project that defensiveness rather than go, I actually have no idea. That projection often comes in the form of just um, shaming you because even though they might have like, they might be asking questions or they, they might be having this hard to deal with, right? Yeah. But what I have found often is, well, you are leading kids straight to hell. Like oh. that's that's like their go-to. That 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 to them just kind of covers everything. Yeah. Right. Um, so really hard hard not to get argumentative, and <laughs> that's that's what's being fed to you. Yeah. Like everything you're saying, Cliff, is leading kids straight to hell. Mm. But I think the it's leading the straight. Note. I think yeah. the leading straight to hell, though that comment, I think, is born out of someone who hasn't, who's afraid of nuance and hasn't thought it through. Like, I think... Correct, yeah. I think people who... There are subjects where I feel really comfortable about. I know, I understand it. So if someone were asking me questions, I'd be very laid back about it and able to answer. There are other subjects that I barely know anything about. And if I'm trying to present it and someone's starting to ask, and this is the IT world, with presentations and stuff... Um, I'm like, eh, okay, uh, here's my quick answer. Uh, okay, now next to the next thing. You know, like you just don't, I think it's people are afraid. And I know I know that there were little glimpses when I was starting to pull threads where I was like, uh, no one's talking about this. What if I discovered this weird thing and, mm-hmm. you know, something's wrong. But I still, it still wasn't coming from an argumentative place so much as it was like, well, we all said this. We all said it was the inerrant word of God. If that premise is true, we got to figure this stuff out. And yeah. it didn't pan out. <laughs> it didn't, uh, I wasn't able to do that. So right. I was like, mm. and you know, it's weird to go, the inerrant word of God thing is an, is a, a deal breaker. Like you're not allowed to not think that and still be involved in the, the church or, you know. Well, it depends on which church. Maybe but... that's, more that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. The churches that we grew up with those right. letters, yeah. It's yeah. like, you've got to believe all these things. You cannot question any of these. So it's kind of, you kind of have to throw it all out. Yeah, that's why you kind of have that. I think many of us, when we're deconstructing, we have that time period where you were talking about your pendulum, where, you know, you think about, well, crap, if I don't believe this is true, I can't believe any of it's true because that's what I've been told. Yeah. And I just don't think that's true. Yeah, like Becky, you're questioning you know, the you're... original premise, and I'm like, yeah. I'm still operating of it. Like, I've got to get rid of all of it because it right. said you have to believe all of it. And I thought about, like, I had to think about that for a long time before yeah. I came to feel like, oh, I don't, I don't have to think that. Who's telling me I have to believe that this can't be true if this isn't true? Yeah. But, um, I had a little aha moment yesterday. I was thinking about when you're in the story, when you're in your own story, like you've mentioned and like Becky mentioned, you're not like she might most of later. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not. Some of us aren't aware that we are pulling threads and we really aren't pulling threads while we're in the story. We might be tucking them in or cutting them off or like we might not even notice them as threads. But for many of us, there's not a moment when we just start pulling threads and accept everything is, you know, 
dramatically changing our views, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've been talking about like an unraveling. So I think that's why, and we've talked about this a couple of times, but like that's why we can look back now and clarify and put words to these threads that we can now explore. But while we were in them, we maybe didn't even know that they were threads. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason that we pulled on them is because we've been gently unraveling them, getting more and more comfortable with the possibilities along the way. Because it's like, I guess, like my hope for the podcast would be that, you know, even if people are scared to question or to think things differently or that maybe they'll just gently get more comfortable with some of the ideas we're talking about because that's really, even though we didn't have podcasts at the time, like those gentle unravelings were what helped us be here today. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, it does. Um, Even now, I mean, I think I didn't even, some of the threads I mentioned today, I wouldn't have even associated that with that. I didn't know that's what I was doing. So even that I've recognized those, there were probably even lesser, smaller threads that happened yeah. before that made those threads possible. And yeah, we don't know that's what we're doing and we're scared of it. And I think being scared to even just look at the thread is, is unhealthy. I think yeah. if you look at the thread and you start maybe yanking on it and it and it holds up, then that's good. That's better that you did that. If you're just wearing the sweater yeah. because you're afraid to not, then that's, you know, that's not good. I don't yeah, think pulling threads healthy. is always going to lead everybody to where we are. Yeah. And maybe they're afraid of that. I know I was and am. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, I think, being able to look at it for yourself and go, is, does this align with, with me? And on another podcast, the girl that mentioned, you know, she had said something about to her gay friend about it being wrong. And then she went home and was like, I don't really believe that. Like, that's not what I believe. You know, I think it's okay to, 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 to examine. But then when we have this conversation, right? Like this very specific part of the deconstructing, destruction conversation i i keep thinking back to caveman's call my faith is like shifting sand so i stand on grace right so like the i guess what i'm saying is that the the church as we knew know it right has an answer for that that you've got to have more faith yeah like you're human and your faith is like shifting sand and you're going to get world information from the world. And this is Satan at work. And, um, Satan is the one that's showing you these threads and you're pulling these threads by the power of Satan. And Mm -hmm. like, it's like they have an answer for that. Yeah. That's another thread I have. They blame. I think it's an unhealthiness to blame bad things on Satan and good things and, and things you don't want to do. How many people were like, God, I don't think God wants me to live there. 
And I always took that to be, I took them to, at their word. And I was like, God's not telling me that kind of specific thing. You know, like something's wrong with me. But I think it's just people used God and Satan to oh, yeah. say things they didn't want to do and that they did want to do. And, and uh, for the things that they simply can't explain. Yeah. That usually gets attributed, well, or God works in mysterious ways, or no, that was the fall of man. That was Satan. You're gay because Satan, the yeah. fall of man. It's a part of, <laughs> that That part of you is just a result of that. But isn't well, it oh, weird, great. like the, yeah, the mystery thing <laughs> that you can't understand, but also there's plenty that they say they know for sure is true? Yeah. It's there, like there were whatever a lot of guys in college who knew God was telling them to dump their girlfriends. Why? Well, yeah, or not right. date a girl, but they were going to make out. No, um, yeah. No, and I had a friend who God told a lot of guys they were going to marry her. She was little and blonde and cute. Yeah, crazy. Oh, that's funny. Um, so God oh, must. Gosh. Yeah, he was confusing. Told a lot of people mm. they were going to marry her. And but then it's like, what is what is like? Because I, I know that our goal for the podcast is to create a safe space, right? Uh, but I, I think that's not... Like, if it seems like our goal is just to question these things just for the sake of questioning them, mm. when you balance that out with the, the, the perspective that you could be... You could be a stumbling block to kids, mm. right? And better for you to, you know, the, you know, the scripture have yeah. a, something tied around and thrown in yeah. the ocean or water or something like and that. And cause right? one of these kids to stumble. Yeah. Yeah. The, the balance of the Kids two... shouldn't be listening to explicit podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I guess it's, my question is, um, it, are we, is it just for the sake of discussing our polling threads that we discuss our polling threads or is there um a deeper richer reason why the conversation needs to be out in the open like why aren't you guys just keeping this to yourselves personally why does this have to be broadcast out what is the benefit of possibly ripping somebody of their hope on earth and in an mm -hmm. afterlife what if their faith has helped them overcome something on earth what are, you know things like that yeah didn't well part of me says then shouldn't it be strong enough not to mess them up but maybe that's my old belief system i don't know well and i and i'm of the opinion that like if someone's faith is helping them do anything that's great like um i think my threads and issues are more of kind of a culture of the culture that we all experienced where it was like, this is good. This is good. This is bad. You have to, you know, all these things you have to describe all these ways. We know you don't. Um, it's a culture of oppression. Yeah. And I think I am just of the opinion that whatever's happening on the inside is okay to get out on the outside. I think that's therapeutic. So if you're having any struggle or any internal thing, sharing it with people who are a safe space. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's always good, whatever comes of it. Yeah. I think, I think when we don't share and we don't hear others sharing, we think, Hey, it's just me. Maybe I say we, this is how I think. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the only one thinking this. 
and there's something wrong with me. Uh, you know, I think um, there are certain tenets of the faith and practices of the faith and certain cultures of the faith, oppressive cultures that have been a stumbling block for children and teens and adults, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. So to me, that makes it worth having the conversation. Yeah. Because otherwise people wouldn't recognize that, oh, okay, this is the stumbling block that Jesus may have been talking about. Not the other you thing. Know? Yeah. I, I'm being that, not me telling someone else to be quiet because they're when When you're teaching a kid to hate himself yeah. and to live with this weight of shame, yeah. maybe that's the stumbling block that Jesus was referring to. Yeah, for sure. When y'all were talking about being argumentative and stuff, I just kept thinking about, I mean, wasn't Jesus in the temples? Arguing? Questioning scriptures and, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you get into any of this, it doesn't align with what is being said they believe. Like, You know, in every episode, it seems like there's always, like, this thing that happens, which, and that's, like, the final thread, and then it came unraveling. You you didn't quite have that kind of yours was just kind of this natural slow unraveling. I think that my, I think the moment where I was like it's kind of arbitrary, yeah. that was my biggest yeah. thread of just like, I was seeing that people who I thought had, I thought I was never measuring up to this group of people that did Christianity better than I did at mm-hmm. the time. Um, I was sort of holding them up and being like, I'm not good. I'm not as good as them. And then with each sort of, you know, like the whole Trump thing and um, the border crisis, like from a political standpoint, I was like, I don't like this. Like I, and, and, it, and it sort of that shift for me was instead of me thinking I am not doing enough to be like you, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't actually want to be like you. And oh, yeah. I'm going to go over here. I don't know what that means. I just know that I'm more okay with not, I'm, I'm okay with pulling these threads at this point. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay with taking off the sweater. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, you know, you hear, uh, I think I didn't hear the word ex-evangelical until Trump came on the scene. I could be wrong on that, but I think as a result of Trump, there, there's just been this, um, He's like, wait a minute, you're okay with the that? evangelical church. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. been many people's. And it feels mm-hmm. weird to sort Go of wrap ahead. the politics up into it because they've kind of always been separate. Well, they haven't actually been separate. Um, mm-hmm. But we're just all aware of what everybody believes politically on social media. And it's just like, <laughs> really? Like that is in, is in you? And you're like, okay with that? And you think he's God's man? You know, like it just felt weird. Um, and I was ready. Probably I'd had some threads pulled, enough threads that I was able to go, I'm comfortable taking this off. That's a great place to that, be. Yeah. That, that's a great place to, to get to. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be true because I was kind of nervous to come on the podcast thinking, what if someone hears this and they're mad at me? So there's still oh, yeah. remnants of that wanting to be. I think Nathan you know. can relate. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's not a comfortable, it's not comfortable. Stephanie, we really appreciate you being here. Yeah, I'm glad. I was glad to be here. Thanks for having me. This was great. This was fun. Yeah. A lot yeah. less scary than it seemed. Good. I'll say that to the Good. listeners. Go, yeah. come on. It's not as scary. Yeah. As it seems. There we go. <laughs> we don't bite. <laughs>
Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to? I I know I'm gonna think of something after afterwards. I know. I totally forgot a huge thread. Uh We're gonna have to restart. (laughs) No, I took a call. I took a college class called the Bible as Literature. It was it was a class where he basically we just read passages of the Bible. And I went to Texas Tech. It wasn't a Christian school. Um, but we read passages of the Bible and he came at it from three different perspectives every time. It was historical critics who were interested in kind of the way the text came to be, like the putting together of the text. And then there were the um, literary critic who thought the who thinks it's um really poetic it's like a big piece piece of of literature literature. and then literalist believers who believe it's the inerrant word of god and so Mm -hmm. everything that he would read like it would be like in one spot it's telling the story and then like a couple of paragraphs later it seems to be the same story but a little bit different and there it's surprisingly a lot of places where that happens but he would say the historical critics believe that when the editing process they messed up and they added this, and these were two different people telling these different versions, and and it sounded a lot smarter. And then every time he would go, the literalist believers believe that it's just supposed to be that way, that God wanted it in there twice. And it was, I struggled because I hadn't been pulling threads, but I was like, what is the answer? Why is it in, you know, and it really was hard for me. I can't believe I totally forgot about the thread. That was a big <laughs> deal because it was before any of the, I was in the throes of my, wearing my sweater, and I was having trouble going, yeah, I can tell he's not a literalist believer, but I have no answer for this. You know, like, I don't know why it's there. Is it, am I really okay with always being like, it's supposed to be that way, and I don't need to think more about it. Um, and I really struggled, actually. Um, I always, with, with I text, also wonder, definitely. on some level, even, like, people who are strong in faith, who, who believe, like, it is the word of God, right? I wonder if there's something deep down that informs them otherwise because i i keep thinking because even i know how i looked at the bible when i was in that world right and and how often i read it and studied it and 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 my motivations and and whatnot but if you really feel that you have the word of god like if that's a real belief that you have shouldn't it just be like i don't know if i really felt like i had the word of god it would be hard for me to put it down. Like, I, you know, this is the yeah. word of God. Yeah. Like this has all of the, you know? I, yeah. And you'd be like, I'm going to do everything in here. Like everything. If this is really what's up, it's a, it's what's up, you know, not like, eh, women can wear gold jewels now. Like it's fine. It's, that was back in the, you know, like it's not, you're not flipping yeah. about it. Yeah. That I think was I was too hardcore for that cognitive about. dissonance for that gray area. That's what you used to worry about as a kid? Like wonder about, okay, if this is like legit, we're supposed to be shouting this stuff from the mountaintops. We're supposed to be selling all of our stuff, but we're not doing that. So what does that mean? Yeah. Why would it say that's important if that's not important? That's when I, yeah. That's the arbitrary part. It's the arbitrary part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I feel good about this part, not that part. Okay. And maybe that's fine. That's... I mean, maybe that's. They're picking and choosing too. They're being a little new agey themselves. Uh, they're just <laughs> picking what they need, and uh, we're discarding, and, and that's oh, what we can do. That's interesting. Yeah, we can all do it. 
Stephanie, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. This has yeah. been a great conversation, great. Stephanie. Thank you. Thank y'all so yeah. much for having me. I've enjoyed it. It was. Can't awesome. wait to talk to your friend Becky. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be good. She'll be all right. Yeah. She'll be yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Mm. Thanks, y'all. All right, that was Stephanie's interview. Thanks for listening to that. Uh, before we let everybody go, Cliff, did you have anything? Yeah, Megan, if somebody is interested in sharing their uh, deconstruction story, their journey of pulling threads, how can they reach out to us? You can go find us on our website, pullingthreads.captivate.fm, and there's a button on there that says, tell us about your sweater. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. Or email. If anybody just wants to send us an email, what do yeah. they what do they do? Pulling Threads Podcast at gmail.com. Pulling Threads Podcast at gmail.com. That's correct. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah. it's great seeing you guys again. Yeah. Hey. Wait, we've seen each other a lot, Cliff. Oh, you're doing just doing that for the podcast. Yeah. Like like to they make don't. it seem like we yeah. only get on here and talk to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. I, I held it together when you said they, they're playing with it. And you said I looked down and pulled on it. And I didn't, I didn't say a I know, I but even, should I re-say it? Or? No. I didn't no, crack I didn't at all. Okay. I'm just pointing out how mature I've become. Yeah, good thank job. you. Thank you. It feels good to be a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs>